Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble, happy hosts, broadcasting live from hot Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Julie? Okay, sorry. I had my mute button on. It is indeed hot, so hot that my mute button must have stuck. So, at any rate, yes, it's going to be a great show. I think we're rounding at the bend talking about some hard facts about getting rich and keeping it real for all of our listeners who are on that path and following that trajectory. So we'll be picking up on point number six, and I'm ready whenever you are. Yes, and guys, we're just going to get to it because we want to finish all these points today. I want to remind you that this is a fault. Today's show, today's podcast, yesterday's podcast as well, is really a follow-up, a continuation of the series that we did a couple, three weeks ago. And Gina, our producer, is going to drop into the show description on timandjulieharris.com direct links to the replays of those podcasts. So what this is, this podcast, yesterday's and today's, is really filling in the gaps based on all the questions we have from you guys. I was, I have to be honest with you, I was thrilled that you guys liked that series of shows that we did. Um, Everyone on our staff was a little worried that you guys, those shows wouldn't resonate, that basically when we started talking about stuff that's kind of outside of the wheelhouse of a traditional real estate training organization, that you guys would start basically, you know, maybe feeling a little unnervy, but the exact opposite happened. And I have to say, I am... um, I'm thrilled because it tells me that a lot of the folks that we're attracting to us, agents that we're attracting to us, are like-minded. You guys are clear about why you're in this business. You're focused on the things that matter most, and, uh, yeah, I love that. So, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for the positive feedback. And, as always, we listen to what you say, and that's the reason we're doing today's show. And if you guys have any other show suggestions, any topics, any, any questions, anything, really, you can always email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. So the title of this show today, and I have to take a peek at the uh, title, is The Hard and Fast Facts About Getting Really Rich, and this is part two. And remember, it makes more sense when you listen to these in sequence, so at least listen to yesterday's show as well. All right, so Julie said we are on point number six. You know what, Julie? I want to go back to point number five, and then we're going to pick up where we left off, and we're going to let's try to get through these next points, okay? All right. You got uh, it. Point number five. Uh, Number five is repetitious boredom pays off, base hits add up, and sometimes it's a grind. That's why it's called work, not vacation. Suck it up, buttercup, so you can say thank you, past self, for having it together. Just like you do on many of your closings that you're having today, next week, and next month, you say thank you for, you know, following up on that lead six, eight months ago because now I've got a closing as a result. So remember that repetitious boredom pays off, and that applies to virtually everything that you're doing in real estate. Wouldn't you agree with that, Tim? I would, and I coach personally a lot of big brokers, some of the biggest brokers and office managers and team leaders and the rest of it in the country. And I am telling all of them the same thing on my broadcast to all the 100,000 of you guys that are regular listeners, and here's the bottom line. This time of year, it's normal for your agents, it's normal for you guys individually who aren't brokers, office managers, and whatnot, to feel like you're losing a little bit of momentum. What in, and that is the reason, and if you, if you don't continue to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, 
which is what a lot of you do. You guys kick ass first quarter, second quarter. You have what feels like fantastic momentum going into third and fourth quarter, the second half of the year. But then what happens is that you don't make as much money and you have a crappy fourth quarter. And then you start believing things like, well, it's just the market. No one's buying and selling. Nope. The reason that you guys are not necessarily having consistent months, consistent quarters, and consistent years is because you don't pay attention to when you emotionally start to lose a little bit of momentum. And I promise you, a lot of folks feel that mid-year right now. They lost kind of the luster that they had for the new year. Now they're in the middle of it. It's a bit of a slog. They're getting bored with doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. Or maybe they haven't even started it yet. And so you've got to really pay attention to that and understand the ramifications if you don't correct that behavior. And what I mean specifically is you have to literally, actively, really focus yourself uh, on the fact that you really truly do have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And this is when you don't want to do it. This is when the don't want to do it part matters the most. Do you guys getting what I'm saying? And Julie said it perfectly. If you guys are wanting to have fantastic Christmases, how crazy is that? I'm talking to you about Christmas in June. But if you want to have a fantastic holiday season this year, it's already started. If you want to make it so that when you're around your menorah, your Christmas tree, or whatever you're doing, you know, Nothing tree, whatever you're doing in December, okay? If you want to make it so you're not worrying about money, if you're not stressed, you want to make it so you can buy things for folks, you can take a breather without panicking about cash flow, it, it, it's the actions you take now. It's the business you take now, the listings you take now. That's when you ensure your future financial stability is by taking action now. So I strongly encourage all of you guys to be very clear about that and just – Look, keep your emotions between the lines. The repetitious board uh, pays off. It's all about base hits. What that really comes down to is don't over-celebrate the victories and don't really over-wallow in the defeats. Just stay focused, and when you have a day where you basically have done your minimum standards, that day is what we call a base hit. You got off your butt. You do that enough times accumulatively, you're going to hit a home run. You're going to score a point, but you have to do the work every single day. So just please remember all these things. This is kind of mindset, but really it's practical application of how you're supposed to be allocating your time during the day. Point number six. Six. Uh, six. Uh, you must do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level very consistently. We just talked about that, so we're going right to point seven. <laughs> point number seven, don't count on a liquidity event. Now, this is something that I think is a big myth, and I know where it comes from, but I'm just going to – as always, Julie and I are just going to grab the bull by the horns. Okay, so the longhorn by the horns. After all, we're Texans. So right. here's the bottom line. No one's ever going to buy your business. You're never going to have a winning lottery ticket. You're never going to buy the right property. You're never going to flip the thing. You're never going to sell. You know, there's only one Playboy Mansion. Uh, the guy who sold it is one of our superstars, and chances are that will never sell again. My point is, is that you're not going to get rich off a big liquidity event. It won't happen. Now, yes, sometimes, rarely it does happen, but for the most part, most of our lives, those types of things never happen. Don't count on it. Somehow, societally, especially in real estate, we've developed this mindset that I will save later. I will save off that big closing. I'll take care of my you know, retirement or create financial security for myself when I have a big this, when this happens, when the other thing happens. But what you're not realizing is that basically there are no liquidity events in life for the most part. There are no liquidity events in real estate. No one's going to buy your real estate practice. Hold on, Tim. I was at a probably Keller Williams event. And all these teams were talking about the fact that they're going to sell themselves. Okay, 
if that's what Mr. Skeptic out there is saying to himself, or maybe it's a broker. Hold on, Tim. I'm building a real estate brokerage, and I'm going to sell it. Someone's going to buy it one day. Well, let's look at the facts on that. Steve Murray, who is without a doubt the biggest expert at, that there is on buying and selling real estate brokerages and, and now teams, by the way, we had him as an, uh, an interviewee, I think, a couple Thursdays ago. Let's just go to the search button at timandjulieharris.com, put in Steve Murray, you'll find it. And he has been involved in more mergers and acquisitions, sale agreements of brokerages and teams and whatnot than anybody else in the industry. I, I'm pretty sure that's true. An absolute gentleman, one of the probably, in my opinion, most respected guys in our industry, uh, you know, that is his status in my mind at least. I'm sure everyone else is as well. And here's what he said. He said most brokerages have around a 3 to 5% net before tax profit, and most teams struggle, but basically the best-run teams have 15% before tax profit, but for the most part they have a 10% before tax profit. And, now I know this is a little advanced, go back and listen to the podcast we did with him to fill in the, uh, the gaps here, but here's the bottom line. If you have a team and you earned a million dollars in commission, and then you have a $150,000 pre-tax profit, that means the person that put the team together – you know, the Bob's team, and it's Bob's superstar team, and Bob's team sold or earned, an, uh, you know, sold enough homes that they earned a million dollars in commission. Well, statistically, based on Steve Murray's facts, uh, Bob's only earning 150 grand a year. Big eye opener for a lot of you guys who think that uh, real estate teams will be your liquidity event. They won't. Statistically, they only make uh, the best run team only makes 15% before tax profit. Guys, getting what I'm saying here? This is the reason that we ask you to cautiously, cautiously consider whether or not you really want to be a team owner. Okay, and then most teams have a, a before tax profit of less than 10%. Okay, so let's just say that Bob is happier than a pig in slop, making his you know 150 grand off his a million dollars a year in commission than all of his uh, you know buyers agents and whatnot are uh, earning. Okay, fine. Bob's happy, 150 grand a year, million dollars coming in. I'm making 154 taxes. After taxes, he's probably making about 100 grand. Those are real numbers, guys. So now let's look at the facts. Bob decides he wants to sell his business. He calls Steve Murray. After all, who else are you going to call? And then Steve says, "Here are the here's how these things sell. If I can find someone to buy your team, and only certain kinds of teams run but are sellable, but if I can find someone to buy your team, it's only going to sell for three times net." So that means Bob's superstar team is going to sell for 450 grand, but he's not getting a check for 450 grand. He's going to have to finance it. Maybe he gets 20% down of the 450, so he's going to get roughly 80, 100 thousand dollars down. So the buyer maybe. of the team will come up with 100 thousand, maybe, probably not, maybe only 10%. They're going to write Bob a check, and then. These deals are always structured so that Bob's still got to stay working for the new team owner for probably another two to three years, and the rest of the amount of money from the sale agreement is predicated on the team producing at the same level. In other words, Bob might not ever get his 450 grand if the business doesn't continue. You guys get what I'm getting at. Brokerages are the same way. Most often, brokerages are offering owner financing and only really coming up with maybe 10 or 20% cash up front. They sell for roughly the same multiple of three times uh, net before tax earnings. Guys, there are no big liquidity events selling brokerages or teams. Just wash that from your mind. The big liquidity event comes when you create it from pulling out the profits from your business. As Julie and I, and I realize we're the only ones saying this, but it's true, you don't get rich selling real estate. You do. Okay, Wait, yes. Okay, that's point number eight prequel. <laughs> that that's okay. Oh, that's ahead. true. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, good. Yes. Okay, that'll be we're flowing perfectly. Actually, I'll just shut you up. Were you were reading your own mind. Point. Well, you know what? Because I wrote this, and this is the order in which I think. So, Julie, point number eight. Indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed, point number eight. You don't get rich from your commission. You get rich from what you do with your commission. And we would embed the previous point. You don't get rich from a liquidity event. You get rich from what you do with your commissions, consistent tax saving, consistent real saving, and being clear on your operations cash flow are the key to having commission to invest in things like rentals and flips. Then invest your rental profit into index funds. Do you see the pattern that we're creating here? And if you go back to what started this whole discussion, the first thing that Tim presented to you was, first, get really great at earning consistent income. Without that, the rest of this conversation becomes less relevant. Once you've done that, you get clear that it's not the individual commission, it's what you do with it. In order for you to have anything left in order for you to invest, you have to keep out of trouble with your taxes, have consistent real savings so the money's there when you're ready to spend it, understand what it costs to run your operations account, and then you move on to things like rentals, flips, and investing that income into your index funds. So I'm just kind of translating into overall agent thinking here. But you don't get rich from the individual commission or from the liquidity event. Moving on to point number nine, Tim. You will have, and this is really the, this goes back to a previous point, and th these two things I have to say, you guys will notice Julie never says anything when I say talk about point number nine, and I think it was, what was the other point number uh one, I think, from yesterday's show, because this is the hard, cold tr truth, and it's kind of hard to say. It sounds harsh. It sounds mean. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like Julie and I are being some sort of unfeeling, you know, crazy people. But the reality of it is, it's point number nine. You will have little support and must, much frustration on the path. I wish someone would have told us that, Julie, 20 years ago, don't you, honestly? <laughs> the surprise, okay, the frustration on your We're plate. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, basically going back to the fact that, you know, essentially the system set up for you to never accumulate any kind of wealth. You know, you have, to, you have to know about tax law. You have to be your own best financial advisor. You have to be careful where you live. You have to be, you know, careful the people you surround yourself with. Dear God, I wish someone would have told us about that when you and I started on our path. You know, it's literally 26 yeah. years ago this year. I wish someone would have told us that. It would have saved us so much anguish. I agree. But you'll have little – You'll have little support and much frustration on your path. Don't expect to have cheerleaders at your door uh, daily, or I should have said ever. Learn to be your own best supporter and develop a mastermind. Your mastermind can be the people alive or not, local or not, and real estate or not. And that's actually a perfect way to introduce you guys, to reintroduce you to Think and Grow Rich, uh, Napoleon Hill's landmark book, which pretty much every other sort of book along that in that same you know space has ever been based on, despite what they might say. They got all their inspirations from Think and Grow Rich. I want to give you guys that book for free, and actually ours is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, but it takes Napoleon Hill's original 1920s writings, and it adds some real estate anecdotes throughout, so it's definitely good stuff for you guys to read because you can relate what he's saying to your industry. So go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and when you sign up for a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. You're also going to get Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. You're going to get Real Estate Treasure Map and four other books as well. If you're on our website, you can fill in the form that's right there. If you're over on iTunes, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And of course, for all of our Android listeners who are listening on um, Stitcher, do the same thing. All right, so point number 10, uh, Julie. Yes, point number 10. Oh, let me just rewind for a second. One of the cool things about Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate Agents and Brokers is that you know, how many of you guys talk about that book? You quote Napoleon Hill, 
but what do you do to make it practical and applicable? At the end of every chapter of Think and Grow Rich for Agents, there is something for you to actually do to apply what Napoleon Hill is teaching you. So I've translated into today's actionable items. So I just wanted to throw that in. Maybe I'm attached to it because I wrote that part. But anyway, I digress. Yes, all right, and it's excellent. Number... That's what people, it's what people yeah. love about our book, Julie. They talk about that all the time, the fact that you basically pulled it out and made it so they can literally fill in the blank, and you're giving homework after every chapter. It's fantastic. So you should be proud of that. Yeah, so they can so do what... something with it, you know. It's not just, hey, that well, was another great read of Napoleon Hill. you got to go do something and monetize it. So just had to punch that Guys, in Guys, in case you can't tell, when Julie and I are doing this podcast, and she and I talk about this, you know, and we, this is the truth. We are actually not even talking to the tens of thousands of you. I know there's tens of thousands of you listening, but we're talking to the Tim and Julie from, you know, 25 years ago. That's who we're talking to. That's who I'm thinking about every time I open my mouth on this podcast – I'm thinking, I wish this is something I would have known back then, because just imagine where we'd be today. And, I, and then in doing so, obviously, I think about all of you guys. Even if you've been in the business forever, even if you're a grizzled veteran, even if you're over-grizzled and you're now crusty. I think Julie and I are probably crusty. <laughs> crusty veteran. <laughs> you know, yeah. What's beyond grizzled? It's got to be crusty. So it doesn't matter. But you guys got to come to the realization that it's, and it pisses me off that you have been your heads have been filled with so many of these ideas and I don't like to you know give credit to they're just lies there's so many lies that have been perpetuated on folks small business owners entrepreneurs real estate agents so many lies about what it takes to be successful and accumulate wealth and you know what nobody is delivering the truth like we are and I sound like a braggadocious asshole right now and I apologize for that but I'm being honest this is the information I wish someone would have given us we have been in this industry for as long as I longer than I care to admit and the truth is is that when you guys are have your heads clear and stay focused on uh essentially if you stay t- dialed in the type of thinking that we're trying to expose you to obviously on our premier coaching program but focused primarily you guys can get a good taste of it from our podcast your probability of being victorious faster than you think goes up exponentially. I can't promise every single one of you guys are going to you know, hit it out of the park. I can't because I don't know what actions you're going to take. But I can promise you that you're going to have a hell of a lot, a lot less pain and anguish along the way if you just stay focused in on these practical things that we tell you. This podcast is practical and tactical. It's about helping you guys get in the mindset of being of service to others and make money. And I believe we have one more point, Julie. Yes, indeed. And that is – Let's say number 10, and that's to know your points. daily success and your perseverance add up to the success you're looking for. Again, your daily success adds up to the success that you're looking for. It's not always right in front of you, but if you stay on the right path, you will find treasure at the end. Remember to use the mantra, it's too soon to tell. Look at all the, the deals that you've done in the past 60 days. That'll tell you it's too soon to tell. Some of those people you might have met a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago. It's too soon to tell. But you can close that gap of time by simply doing what you're supposed to be doing every day, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at a high level, and doing that very consistently day in and day out. You know, We refer that sometimes to the daily grind and that that's why it's called work. But when you're really good at that and you embrace the fact that repetitious boredom pays off and that sometimes it feels like a grind and some days will chew you up and spit you out and other days will embrace you, but you persevere, that's what leads you to the finish line. It's not, you know, spurts that will get you there. Those of you who are still living cash spurts, you know this because your goal, especially when we talk to you about coaching, is to get you into cash flow. 
that's when you close the gap. So if you want to have cash flow, you've got to realize daily success is your key to happiness. And you're not going to feel it right away. I always say this, Tim, look, let's say you did have the best day ever in real estate. You took two new listings and you, took, you put three buyers in contract and use whatever numbers you want. You still aren't getting paid today on any of that. So real estate has its built-in delays and you must fight against that by creating your daily success, that way in the future, all of those mini liquidity events known as your closings, which will then translate into profit, which you can then invest, those will then add up and the time frame will be tighter for you. It won't be feast and famine. And I think that that's kind of a quintessential top producer quest because that, that grows at different levels. You know, as a newer agent, you go from deal to deal. Then you go from batches of deals to batches of deals. Then you try and do it consistently month in and month out. And then you make that number bigger. So it's a trajectory for everyone. But you've got to embrace that it's the daily success. It's not the weekly or the occasional hour of motivation that's going to get you there. You've got to be focused every single day. And the thing about real estate is it's different than if you had a boss sitting next to you. You'd be focused. You wouldn't have a choice. You'd get fired. But real estate lets you get away with more. So you've got to have so your, here's own, the, you know, your own motivation. But back to you. I want you guys to imagine you're jet pilots, and you have to fly a long journey. And you're going to fly an old-school 747. I don't know. I remember the first time Julie and I were making a long, you know, long flight, and I remember seeing a 747. And I remember seeing the 747 parked next to on the you know, loading passengers next to a normal plane, and I could not believe how big that damn thing was. If you guys have never seen a 747, go see one before. They, they're going to stop flying them. They're replacing them with these new types of jets. But if you've never seen a 747, you really have to see one. They're just monstrous. So imagine you're the pilot of a 747. You know, and you've got, there's so many things that have to happen before that, uh, that plane actually takes off. You've, so you're the pilot, right? So, you know, you're, you have to make sure that as a pilot, you're like the CEO of the plane. So you're not the actual guy that's, you know, necessarily loading the plane, but you have to make sure the plane is loaded with passengers, lanes, you know, it's food, water, luggage is being loaded, fuel is being loaded. You've got to make sure that the checklists are being followed. You have to make sure that the plane is ready to take off, that it's all these types of things, that the destination is, is, is plotted, that the whole – and I'm going to get an email from a jet pilot who actually flew 747s. He's going to tell me the real checklist, and that's fine. I always enjoy reading those. But so there's a long – okay, there's a long getting ready to get started phase before you actually get the plane to take off. I mean, the plane might just be sitting there maybe for an hour before it takes off again, but there's so many people, so much activity, so much focused, intense activity that has to happen before that plane takes off. Okay, now here's where it gets interesting. As you guys know, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, it's a strange phenomenon that I do not understand. But the, at the end of every runway, there's almost, I've ever seen, there's one of three things. And they're all not things you want to run into in a plane. There's usually some big wall, there's a big building, there's a big bunch of trees or a huge body of water. It doesn't seem like the guys who design runways have understood the power of having a big soft pillow or something at the end of the runway. But so here you are at the pilot, right? And you've got, you got your plane loaded, you've got your passengers, you've got everything loaded, and then all of a sudden now your goal is to basically reach altitude as fast as possible. So you have to get your plane position, you have to nail the throttle, you have to get all however many jet engines, four, six, I don't know, on a 747. You have to get that those those things spun up so basically you're producing the most thrust and you can get that plane off the uh, off the runway and then you got to get up to cruising altitude. Now cruising altitude, 
what happens? The pilot can pull back on the throttle. If the plane gets quieter, you're allowed to get up and go pee. They're going to serve you food and water. They're going to, you're going to relax a little bit. Then you're based, and the pilot maybe comes out and you know, flirts with the you – know, you guys get the point. You've been on planes before. So the plane is at cruising altitude, and the plane's you know, cruising around. And then, then if the guy says, okay, well, there's a bad storm coming up, or we want clearer air, or we want to go to the next altitude, throttles down a little bit. You guys have been in this situation before. plane goes up to the next level and next altitude. You guys with me on this? That's how you are successful at being a plane pilot. Let's not talk about landing. Now, here's how this uh, relates to your real estate practice. What a lot of you guys do is you stay on the runway too long getting ready to get started. You're loading the plane. You're learning. You're organized. You're putting your systems together. You're tweaking your website. You're doing all this getting ready to get started, busy work, and you literally never even pull onto the runway to take off. You never get there. You guys will spend months and years getting ready to get started. You might get an occasional email with an occasional lead, occasional buyer to chase, but you're always chasing this idea or that idea. Oh, Zillow called. My zip code's available. I'll do that for six months. That doesn't work, of course. And then you go off to do something else. Oh, you know, whatever stage monkey is coming to town, he's going to be at a seminar at the local hotel. I'm going to go listen, and he's going to tell you about some sort of gimmick. And you're going to say, well, I'll try that for 90 days. That's my secret sauce. And that doesn't work. And you're basically back on the runway. You never actually position yourself to take off. You never build any momentum. Does this sound familiar to most of you? I know it does. So then what has to happen is you guys have to actually – you get to the point where you, some of you get your acts together. You have your heads clear. You're knowing you're going to focus, follow one course until successful, and you start throttling down. You start down the runway. You start down the runway. Oh, my God, I'm doing it. I'm getting some listings. I'm having some more consistent income. And then what happens? You pull back on the throttle, and the plane just stops right there on the runway. And then you've got to turn around to start all over again. Sound familiar? That's what happens when you don't do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level every day consistently. The starting and the stopping of the plane will result in it never getting any altitude. You guys getting that? You understanding? Are you starting to put the pieces together? That's about you know point number six was repetitious boredom. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level is boring, but you have to embrace the suck, embrace being bored, and do it every single day consistently. That every single day consistently is the same thing as the pilot keeping the thrust down so he can finally clear the uh, you know, not-so-friendly object at the end of the runway. Now, here's where the magic happens. When you keep that throttle down, when you keep consistently working, you know, and using our own vernacular, it's knowing your magic number of listings. It's basically, you know, consistently doing your three to five minimum standards every day. You're going to reach cruising altitude faster than you think, hell of a lot faster than you think. You're going to then think back to yourself, oh, my God, how many times, how many months, how many years did I spend on the runway getting ready to get started? You're going to have 100% clarity. You're going to be proud of yourself. You will finally have a real business versus what you had before, which was just kind of a, a mess, right? You're going to be at cruising altitude, and you're going to, the business is going to come easier. Business is going to feel like it's just coming to you, where the reality of it is is you've just gotten good at generating business. And you're going to start making money. You're going to start saving money. You're going to start buying investments. You're actually going to work on scaling your revenue to make it so that you can actually become rich where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. But that only happens if you get off the runway and keep the throttle down consistently. Now, here's the cool thing. A lot of you guys, when you really, really internalize this concept of your real estate magic number, real estate our premier coaching clients go on the website, Harris Learning, and download that. It's a very simple concept, and it's very powerful. 
when you really embrace that and make that your own, what's going to happen is you will stay at that cruising altitude for the rest of your lives, which will produce consistent income, which will produce consistent ability to save. Now, you might decide that you want to buy a Ferrari. <laughs> you might decide that you want to buy a third home, a second home. You might decide that you want to whatever, go on a wonderful you know, riverboat cruise in Europe and take all of August off, and you need some more money, no problem. Remember, you're the jet pilot. You add a little bit more throttle. You go to the slightly the next altitude. You increase the number of listings you have, and we te teach you how to do that. That's what our coaching program is all about, and you can earn more money. But the key is two important things. You've got to load the plane properly. That's your education. You've got to then put in the effort. That's the throttling down consistent. And then once you're at cruising altitude, you have to consistently stay on the throttle, and you have to monitor for upcoming storms. You have to make sure everybody's happy. You have to make sure the plane is on track. You guys getting me with all this? Look, I don't have time to finish up the analogy, but you're getting the concept here, I know. Embrace the suck when you have to, but understand, over time, remember what we told you, it's going to take longer than you think, but over time, you're going to be at a level, an altitude, a perspective on life, and everything, you, you literally are not thinking big enough with regards to how incredible of a life you'll have when you just basically stick to this discipline. It'll change not just your lives, your life, it'll change the lives of everybody around you, because at first they will resist. Your friends and family members might even try to dissuade you, but over time they're going to see the accumulation of your new lifestyle, of your new sense of you know, purpose, and they're going to start emulating you. Some of them will, not all of them will, but at the end of the day, what happens is everything changes. Your family members change. You're setting your kids up for future generations of success. That's the magic of being on this path. And, guys, this works out for anything, really, real estate, you know, selling cars, I suppose. I mean, I've had guys, I've literally had personal coaching clients that sold private jets. You know, anything, this same philosophy applies. I don't know if anyone else is preaching this besides Julie and I. I don't know. I, I, I guess that makes us all kind of, kind of a super secret elite club, those of you who are listening and our premier coaching clients and us. That's okay. I'm happy with that, aren't you? Guys, do something with this information. If there's ever anything I can do for you, please email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>